Do I sound okay though? Just sounds the same as always, which is disappointing. Oh, that's just me. I'm disappointing. Can you try a different port? I'm about to do that. Let me drop down under the table. You're going to drop down between my legs, are you, Paul? Oh, yeah. I'm going down, baby. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds different. Ah, okay. Cool. I had to plug it into the front, not the back. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong hole. <laughs> I've got a microphone that works. Got my best mate on the other side of the screen. I got my beer. I'm all good. So how's your week been? Oh, it's been all right. Yeah. You're adjusting to your new job. Have you gotten on top of things finally? Finally, but just when I get on top, there's a whole lot more. Aww. I've been doing work stuff all weekend as well in between other things. And just when I'm on top of it, I just get a whole new barrage of emails. It's like, That's not much chop. But anyway, it's fucking hot today too. I know, I am fucking hot, aren't I? Oh, you are. Just the day in general is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't leave the house today, like most days. We've had the aircon cranking. Yeah. So one idea I had to get through these Isaiah chapters is I want to do a chapter where I, Isaiah, read from the book myself in this voice as Isaiah. Yeah. Okay, but then after a couple of minutes of getting to that, it gets really bored, so I want to come in, like, on a separate track. Oh, yeah. And, like, just read either Penthouse Forum or, like, Mills and Boone or, like, something like that alongside it. <laughs> Okay, listeners, since Isaiah's really boring, if you like, you can turn your speaker to the right and you can hear me reading. What do you think? That's lazy, Paul. It'd be fun. It's fun, mm. but it's lazy because you're not actually having to engage. What, of Isaiah being boring? Yeah. Well, oh, okay, okay. Well, I can just do the entire chapter as Isaiah. And you can, like, add, um, you know, sound effects like people sleeping and stuff in the background. Who's going to want to listen to that, though? People listen to what we tell them to listen to. No. This one thing, like, you could, like, you know, speed speed up the dialogue and slow it down or, like, change it to a funny voice or play sounds in the background. I'm not opposed to speeding it up, but... Okay, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll scratch that idea then. I just think anything that's lazy, I don't like. I I think it was lazy. I thought I was just thinking of some new ways to get through the next eight to nine chapters in a different sort of way. <coughs> Ooh, Jesus, where's this coming from? Uh, you must have COVID, Paul. Oh, no. I caught it off Sarah online. Yeah. Do you know that she had it? Her and Ilya both had it last week. Yeah. you got to stop fucking people online, Paul. I know. All these computer viruses. All right, so I'm starting the recording, Paul. It's what we do. I don't know why my nose is so fucking runny tonight. <laughs> why do you think your nose is fucking runny, Paul? Oh, uh, no, because my feet smell. Oh. Your nose runs and your feet smell. You don't get that joke. Uh, no. It's an old dad joke, so. Ah. Uh, Not being an old dad, obviously, you don't get that one. No. And that's what we're resorting to here on the Book of Boredom podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are resorting to fucking dad jokes to try to get us through this. <laughs> I spilt a little bit of beer. This is not my fight, god damn it! Yeah. Damn it, everything's against me! So, just to bring the listeners up to speed. Hey, listeners! We tried for the last, like, 40 minutes or something to get Ross and Rosalind to join us for an interview, and they had some technical issues. There was nothing wrong our end. We've got the good setup. It will be sorted, and we will get Ross on at another time. Yeah, I was really looking forward to having a chat with him. Yeah, he also hear some funny stories. 
How much do you weigh these days, Paul? Uh, there's probably a bit left unsaid. Have you sort of plateaued with your efforts? Well, let me just say, the worst I got was I got up to about 108. Wow. But I'm back down. I've lost about 10 kilos since then, and I'm on my way down. Oh, so you're back down to 100. No, no, I've, I'm back in double digits. Oh, I'm you're back, back down to 98. Digits. Yes, yes, about that, about that. But, yeah, a couple of years ago I got down to 85, and that's kind of the target. I, can, I know I can get there, and I've got to get there again. Okay, well, good luck with that. Yes, I can do it, I can do it. You can do it! Yeah! Now, I wonder if Isaiah has any weight loss tips. He sounds like he knew everything about everything else in the universe. I don't think Isaiah ever existed. I think some scholars just pretended they were amazing a few hundred years later. Well, I wonder if they, in that case, uh, have any weight loss tips. They might. Since they were such experts on everything else as Isaiah. Hmm. All right, now we ramble. We ramble, but we really... We really should get into reading this thing, shouldn't we, Sister Patience? Uh, oh, we should definitely get yeah. into reading this whole Especially since shit. we're already an hour into our allotted recording time, which is usually when we like to be finished, so... Yeah, let's fucking do this, Paul. Yeah. Let's shit it in. All right, brothers and sisters across the planets, the cosmos, the universe, and our friends in Colob, we know you're listening. We are here once again for the Book of Boredom with myself, Brother Paul, and as always, Sister Patience, who you've already heard this evening, who is really the glue that keeps us all together, combines all of our work. She, Without Sister Patience, well, not only would there be no podcast, but life itself would just not be the same. Well, there'd be no life for me if I wasn't here. Exactly, exactly. And you claim you wouldn't care, but I tell you what, everybody else would notice your absence. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Even if you never existed ever, if you'd never been born, I would be at a, a stage in my life now where I'd be like, gee, I wish I had a good friend to do a podcast with. <laughs> and I would notice that your absence was there. I reckon you would have done the podcast with your daughter. Maybe. She's not as good with the technical stuff as you, so it would have sounded shit. She swears as good as me, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's a trooper. <laughs> she just went back home to her mum today, so I had her for two weeks for the holidays, which is awesome. Oh, cool. She's back with her mum now for school, and I'm fine. Solo, which means I can walk around the house with no pants. Right, yep. But other than that, yeah, that just be quieter here. It's not quite as fun. Oh, well, hopefully you'll get to see her in a couple of weeks anyway. You see her pretty regularly, don't you? Every weekend, sir. Yeah, oh, not a few days. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we are still trying to get through this goddamn book known as Second Nephi, where he is plagiarizing straight up Isaiah. So, basically, what we have, as we've just established, is okay, Nephi never actually existed. He was made up by Joseph Smith. And he is plagiarizing from another guy that never existed called Isaiah. And so we've got a liar plagiarizing from another liar. <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me because a lot of Mormons really love things like Fox News. Oh, do they? And a lot of conservatives out there. So listening to liars plagiarizing from other liars is basically the Mormon thing to do. To be fair, though, I would say that about any news outlet. It's not just Fox News. It's all whole shit. But, but some are worse than others. And yeah, Fox News is definitely the epitome of fake news. Although that Tucker Carlson, he's got some kind of charisma, doesn't he? He's absolute bullshit, but people 
people believe it. <laughs> Why can't I do that? I'll spew bullshit if you want people. Pay me to spew bullshit. Well, you read the Book of Mormon every week. You do spill bullshit. No, the book is bullshit, but we say the truth about it. Oh, do we? We call it out, see? So. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I was on someone's post the other day and that they posted, I can't remember what it was, but I made a deliberately stupid satirical comment about what this person posted. Oh. Thinking it would be really obvious that I was being humorous. It was just so utterly ridiculous. Like, I tried to make myself sound like a conspiracy theorist and, you know, and, and use their line of wording. But I made it sound just so stupid that I'm like, surely anybody that reads this is going to know that I'm making a joke. Next thing I know, I get bombarded by commenters like, Paul Brown, what are you thinking? Your argument is completely irrational. Oh, dear. We live in a world now where it is so fucking hard to be satirical. Because well. the real headlines themselves are funnier than any bullshit any comedian can make up. Aren't they just? Yes. So let's go to Isaiah and see if he lends us any more opportunity for comedic value. He will. For those playing the home game, we're into chapter 16 of 2nd Nephi. Uh-huh. Which is plagiarizing Isaiah 6, if you want to read it from the Bible. I will begin. Okay. In the year that King Uzziah died, I think that's how you pronounce it, Uzziah? Uzziah? Uzi? Uzi? Maybe he's a gun. Uzziah? Uzziah? Oh, no. U-double-Z-I-A-H. Was he ever really an actual person? None of these people were, Paul. No, there were some biblical characters that actually did exist. There. Some no. of the kings and stuff they mentioned were actually no. real, weren't they? No? No. No? You don't think so? That is the absolutely bizarre thing. The Bible lists in detail all of these kings and history. There is zero evidence of any of them, Paul. Really? And I'm including the big ones like Solomon and David. Really? Yeah. The Bible is complete horseshit. And then we get to the New Testament and they expect us to believe that. Mm. Fuck no. I don't think Jesus ever existed. I don't think any of them ever existed. Mm. I'm sick of people being so sure that some of this stuff is historical. I, I thought the lies were based around some historical facts. I'm going to give you a little bit of time to hop onto Google. I'm Googling it, okay, right now. Did King Uzziah exist? Did anyone in the Bible exist? Okay, so the problem is when you put them in there, of course, the first several hundred pages are Bible-believing people <laughs> who, of course, attest that they did exist. Yeah. See, that's the problem. Anytime you Google any of these characters, it's hard to find reference to them that's done by somebody who doesn't believe in them. You've got to, like, go to the darker edges of Google before you actually find out. <laughs> the time Jesus was supposedly around, some of the places and people mentioned then actually existed. Like, I'm pretty sure Pontius Pilate was actually a dude. Yeah, and King Herod. So there is some historical truth every now and then. Oh, God. Let's go to page two of Google. Ah, oh, no, it's more people that believe in it than, ah, uh, Bible Gateway, Isaiah, Bible.org, ChristCovenant.org, Cora, Cliff Notes. Give me something written by somebody who doesn't actually believe it. Ah. All right, fuck it. We're just going to say he didn't exist and I'm going to keep on reading. That's the way, Paul. You can be 100% sure he didn't exist. Okay, I will take the scholarly wisdom from Sister Patience on that. Oh, thank you, Paul. So in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. How did Uzziah write this while high? That's what I want to know. Like, when you're high, it's hard to write anything. No, the Lord was high. And his train filled the temple. What the fuck? I think he's wearing a gown. I think they're saying the Lord is a drag queen. 
that has to be it. Like the train, like, you know, on the back of a wedding gown, you have the train, which is that big long thing that goes. Okay, so Zion was walking around in a wedding dress. Okay, cool. The Lord was walking around in a wedding dress. Which makes the Lord a drag queen. The Lord has fashion taste, though. Do you like that? The Lord knows how to look good. He knows how to own it. He knows how to wear it. He swings his little tush on the catwalk, Paul. On the catwalk? Oh, on the catwalk. He does his little turn on the catwalk? Yeah. Above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings with twain. He covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. What the fuck is twain? Mark twain? No, it's like a type of thread or something, isn't it? It's not twine, it's twain. It's like it's more painful than twine. God's covering his face with twain? Uh. He's covering his feet with twain? Uh. Wearing a gown with a train? You're right, God is going full on fucking drag queen here. Yeah. Dressed to the nines and out to impress. God said gay right now. Oh yeah. And one cried unto another and said, holy, holy, holy. That's a lot of holes. <laughs> is the <laughs> The whole earth is full of his glory. <laughs> well, someone needs to fill the Lord's holes. Here's the interesting thing. that There are chapters later where it talks about, you know, how fine linens, you know, are like a sin. Oh, that's right. Yet here we see that God likes to really, really dress up and and look fantastic. Maybe that's why wearing nice clothes is a sin. God does not want you to be better dressed than him. Oh, no, he always has to be the best dressed. Yeah, he's got to be the, he's got to have the best, most elaborate gown in the room. Mm. He's got to be the shit. That's why wearing clothes of mixed cloth is a sin. I wonder what drag family the Lord belongs to. Yeah, so as soon as I think of a funny drag queen name, I'll get back to you on that. Oh, I know what his documentary will be called. It won't be Paris is Burning. It'll be called Heaven is Burning. Or maybe Hell. Mm. (laughs) Maybe we've got RuPaul's Drag Race. How about Elohim's Drag Race? Oh, I love it, On Arrival Network, yeah. Fuck you, RuPaul. God is coming for you. God's just a huge fan of RuPaul and just wanted to start his own thing. He's such a copycat. Just the way Joseph Smith copied Isaiah. RuPaul is God. RuPaul might actually be God. Mm. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I'd be cool with that, actually. That, that's fine by me. Because, Paul, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? This is like I'm talking to my therapist now. Well, I think I need to learn to love myself, Paul. You do need to learn to love yourself. Mm. I love myself on a pretty regular basis. I'm not talking physically like that, <laughs> Paul. Oh, I'm sorry, you're talking like love's love. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You can touch yourself as much as you like in your own time. Not when I'm recording a podcast. Don't do it now. I Mm. haven't given you consent for that. You mean if you need to, you can turn off the screen and go and do your thing and come back in five minutes or so. I imagine it won't take too long. Uh, Five minutes? What do you think I am, an insurance runner? What is this, a fucking marathon? I'm a sprinter. Well, it's not really a fucking marathon. It's a something else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, take us away with verse four. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Wow, that's artistic. No, 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 he's making an entrance, okay? You know, like, in the, oh. you know, like when they have, like, the smoke machines whenever, you know, someone's on stage and they're about to make a grand entrance. Oh. So God is dressed up, he's got his pretty clothes on, okay? Uh-huh. And he's about to meet his audience, so they've got the smoke machine going and he's ready to really, really nail this entrance. Then said I, woe is unto me, for 
I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. What's with all the unclean lips? According to the Bible and the Book of Mormon Church and everything, only the best, most righteous people get to see God. Oh. And he's just saying, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. That just doesn't make any sense. If he's unclean, how is he seeing God? Yeah, it's an oxymoron. It wouldn't be happening. Exactly. Ah, oh, this is oh. such horseshit, Paul. Then flew one of the seraphim unto me and punched me in the face. No, no, he didn't, he didn't punch me in the face. But read what he does do because it's even worse than punching a dude in the face. All right, listen, read. Having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. Oh, no, he's going to. Oh, that's right. I know what's coming up, Paul. It's your turn. Why is there coal on God's altar? Yeah, hasn't he gone eco-friendly by now? Wouldn't it be natural gas or some horse shit? No, no, because God's a conservative, so it's clean coal. Oh, it's clean coal. And it's the way of the future. Oh, for sure. Okay, so little seraphim has picked some up with some tongs. And now what's he going to do? Well, let's read on verse 7. Oh, this horrifies me. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. It just burnt his lips off, He Paul. burnt his fucking mouth with coal. There's no way you could talk after that. You'd be <laughs> fucked for life. And there's nothing clean about it. Like That would really, really fuck up this dude's mouth. He's not going to be able to talk, he's not going to be able to eat, he's going to look like a freak show. Ah, uh, this is just not good. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And whom will go with us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. How is he saying that? Yeah, I mean, you've got a lump of coal in your mouth. It's going to be like... Yes. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed. But they understood not. Yeah, I'm not fucking surprised. <laughs> he just ate fucking coal. <laughs> and see ye indeed, but they perceived not. Okay. It's like, no shit. This is, this is again God proving what a prankster he is, okay? This is like jackass in like a whole new level. God is like, hey, I'm going to stick this coal in your mouth, go out and try to talk, and nobody's going to understand what you're saying. It's going to be hilarious. Oh, I say, it's so funny. They perceived not. Yeah, yeah no shit. Yeah, no shit. You've got a lump of coal in your mouth. You should be seeing me seeking medical help, not trying to preach to people. All right. God's doing this. This is God again showing what a sadistic comedian he is. God's like, <laughs> I'm going to uh, this dude's mouth and then tell him you don't talk to people. <laughs> it's moments like this. I'm so glad we're reading this thing. It's too funny. <laughs> Make the heart of this people fat. <laughs> That doesn't sound good, does it, Paul? No, too much fat in your heart, that leads to coronary disease and possible heart attacks, people, and you don't want that. You wouldn't be headed for that, would you, Paul? No, no, I'm all good. I'm clean. I, I had myself checked. Oh, yeah? What's your cholesterol level? You can't have a heart attack when you have no heart. <laughs> Last time I was checked, my cholesterol was actually quite good. Uh? Liver function, not so much. Cholesterol, oh, good. Oh, Paul, <laughs> you got to cut back on the Smithies beer. Yes, the Smithies. It does help the Bible go down, though 
though, doesn't it? Just a tinny full of smitties helps the Bible go down. In the last episode, I think I heard you crack open two of those motherfuckers. At least. Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Oh, we wouldn't want them to do the things that they're supposed to do and understand with their heart. And be converted and be healed. It says lest, lest they see... So he doesn't want us to be converted? That's right. This is a pretty common thing from Isaiah. God doesn't want us to understand. That's why he makes it so fucking complicated. All right. Because if we did understand, we'd all be saved. And he doesn't want all of us to be saved because he's an asshole. This is like the opposite of what the whole thing's meant to be about. I know. Isaiah's saying, yeah, we got to like physically disable people so that they can't yeah. see and understand and won't come back. This is where predestinationists get some of their fodder from. Yeah, well, according to this, he doesn't want any of us here. Well, he just wants the people that he's chosen. So that's oh, why he talks yeah. in riddles. Right, you know, because God's eternal plan is for all of us to live with him one day, except he knows who is going to live with him and he knows who isn't because he created us that way. We're back in that whole loop thing. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. God has decided even before we come here who is going to make it to heaven. He's already made that decision. And now he's like, yep, so the ones that I've already decided aren't going to come, let's fuck them up with some coal in their mouths and rip their ears off, make them blind. That'll be awesome. <laughs> and it's the same reason that Jesus gives for why he talks in parables, or I'll say in my words, riddles. Riddle. They're just riddles that don't fucking mean anything. Mm. He's making it complicated so that people don't understand. Why say it if it's not plain? If we ever rewrite the Bible, every time Jesus speaks, we'll have to start it with, riddle me this. God is sadistic. Oh, I just hate them all, Paul. And people lap this shit up and be like, God is loving and he wants, he has a plan for all of us. He wants us all to return to him. He loves us. No, he fucking doesn't. He wants to torture you. He hates us. So like he made something that he hates. See, God hates fags, but he also hates everyone else as well. He made us specifically to hate us is basically the whole deal. Whether you're gay, straight, whatever, God made you purely so he has something to hate. That's right. He just wants to fuck all of us in the arse, Paul. Oh, boy. God is love. He's our father. He's... No, God fucking hates us all. <laughs> and he doesn't want any of us with him. He's like, ew, humans. I wish I didn't make those. Gross. Uh, it's like it's like uh, you know those bands that have like that first album they made that they're ashamed of. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you know, we are in school at the time. We know it wasn't great. Yeah. Our second album onwards, that's where we were good. God's kind of like that. He's like, humans were like the first demo recording that didn't quite work out. Forget that happened to move on to something different. Ah, uh, Pearl Jam never improved beyond demo status though, did they? Hey, every Pearl Jam album is killer. And I'll fight anybody that says otherwise. I think they suck, Paul. Why do you do this to me? I can't stand Eddie Vedder. His voice just fucking drives me uh, oh, insane oh, 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 oh. in a bad way. I don't know if we can keep doing this anymore, Sister Patience. I'm absolutely sure we can find a better man to sing than Eddie Vedder. Patience, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> why do you hurt me so? You are acting like God right now and I don't like it. By the way, speaking about music, you posted a band earlier today. Samantha Fish, she's fucking awesome. That's it. I had to listen to the first two songs on that album. Yeah. I gotta say I don't like it. Really? Yeah. I thought they're killer. She's so good on guitar. I was bored. What music are you listening to now? What do you consider good then? I like lights. Okay, I don't know them. So there's a track of hers posted on my wall at the moment. You can go and have a listen later. Okay, I will. But we're at a pivotal point in our friendship right now, Sister Patience. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm seriously questioning our whole dynamic right now. Paul, I know you like Pearl Jam, but I love you anyway. Uh, certainly my favourite band ever. They're just not that good, Paul. Yes, they are. Come on, they've been going for 30-odd years. That doesn't mean they're good. They sold millions of albums. They're in the Hall of Fame. They're great blokes. They do wonderful things. Well, that might be true, but I just hate their music. <sighs> I made Paul purr like a cat. You know who writes things that make sense and a beautiful poetry? Eddie Vedder. He should be the Bible guy. Really, Paul? He writes amazingly deep lyrics. Really? Yes, he does. Well, how about on the next episode, you pull out your favourite deep lyrics from Eddie Vedder and prove to me why it's such great poetry. Say what you want. I'm sure you'll agree with me at least that his lyrics are better than the Book of Mormon. Hmm. That's oh, it. The you... show is over. I'm out. Goodbye. Try doing this shit without me. But, Paul, I can laugh at Smitty. I can't laugh at anything Pearl Jam does. It's all too serious. Sorry, I'm gone. Paul, I'm Paul, out. Paul. Look. Not doing I'm sorry, this anymore. Paul, Paul, come back. Paul, come back. Show your face. Come back is an awesome Pearl Jam <laughs> song. That's one of my all time favourite songs. I love you, Paul. I just don't love Pearl Jam. I've always hated Pearl Jam. And Samantha Fish, she rocks. She's alright. Just a bit boring. No, she's awesome. I kind of like that she has that country thing going because I don't mind some creative country, but I just didn't like her take on it. She's more blues. See, what's cool about her, she can do like a country song, she can do a blues song, and she can do like Black Sabbath. Like, she does it all. She's fucking awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, I like that you like her, and I like that you like Pearl Jam. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know if we ever are going to be able to be in a band together because we don't agree on music in that. If I was the drummer, it might be all right, and then you can just do your thing. Yeah, as a drummer, I can just so do you just shut up and fucking play? I could do that. You don't have to worry about the guitars or the lyrics or whatever. Just beat your drums. It's all you and I'll just play along. We went to Evanescence together years ago. That was good. Yeah. Veruca Salt. You still like Veruca Salt? I love Veruca Salt. Okay, we're growing Veruca Salt. We've got some common ground. We can be friends again. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. I missed you, Paul. Oh, uh, I missed you too. I don't have a lot of friends. Uh, I hate it when we fight. <laughs> anyway, where are we up to in this book? Verse 11. I forgot who's reading. Uh, I think it's still you. You. Okay. Then said I, I don't know how he's talking because he's just had his mouth burned off with coal. Yeah, yeah. Lord, how long? And he said, until the cities be wasted <laughs> without inhabitant. Oh, so he's just going to blow up the earth and the houses without men. Oh, but there might be some women in there. And the land be utterly desolate. Again, what the fuck? God's like killing everyone. Yeah. And the Lord hath removed men far away, for there shall be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. Do you want to Check your messages, Paul. But yet, there shall be a tenth, and they shall return, and shall be eaten. What? As teal tree, and as an oak whose substance is in them, when they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. Oh, what the fuck, Isaiah? What the fuck is that? They've just killed people, they've made the land desolate, they've removed men, and then all of a sudden he's like, in the tenth they shall return. A tenth of what? Of the people that have died, of the people that are living? A and shall be eaten as a teal tree. How does someone get eaten like a tree? You don't eat trees! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so what we've established here, he's going to torture everybody, give them severe disabilities, rip their eyes out and make it so they can't hear. He's going to wipe out their cities and their inhabitants. He's going to wipe out the land, make it desolate. He's going to take the men away. Huh. Then he's going to bring back a tenth of them, make them eat trees. But yet there shall be a tenth 
and they shall return. So he's going to send a tenth of the people back, okay? And then they will be eaten like trees. How do you eat like a tree? Do you suck up nutrients through the roots or something? Is he sending like woodpeckers or something to kill everybody that's left? Uh, and then there's something about holy seed. Well, of course, a holy seed. I got, I got Okay, God's going to kill a bunch of people. You mean everyone. But then he's going to leave a tenth of them that are not quite dead yet. They're close to death. He's going to bring them back and he's going to have animals eat them like a tree. And then he is going to spray his seed all over them, do the whole bukake thing. Uh, it's like the final insult. is like, yeah, I've taken everything you own. I've killed you all. I've taken your <laughs> family. Yeah, take my jizz. Here's the money shot! Yeah! <laughs> it's like God's final insult. He's going to whack off over your corpse. Wow, the strangest things turn on God. <laughs> Did you see the show on Amazon, The Boys? No, I haven't. It's a fucking awesome show. It's a great take on superheroes. Oh, okay. And then, but, like, the most powerful superhero of them all, like, he's standing on top of a massive building just wanking, so his jizz sprays all over the people. He's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want! Wow. That's what God's doing here with his ultimate power is he is just... Just standing up there and just jizzing over all of us. Thank you, God. And then the evangelists and the Christians are down there going, Yes, give us thy jizz, torture us more. Maybe that's what they mean when they say, Let it rain. <laughs> pray for rain. <laughs> we pray. Okay, I think we're in agreement that this chapter we've just read is one of the most fucked up pieces of scripture. At least it was interesting, Paul. Mm. It started slow, but towards the end there, we had some material. Hmm. Hmm. All right, well, we're going to try one more. We've got 25 verses in the next yeah, chapter. Let's I think we've got to bang out 17 yeah, as well. Yeah, we've come this far. Let's bang this out just like God just banged one out over all of us. All right, I'll, I'll start, I'll start. While you sit back and uh, reevaluate your musical taste. <laughs> and it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, Ahaz, Ahaz. Ahaz? The son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, <laughs> king of Judah. That Rezin, king of Syria, and Pekah. Ah, oh, keep your Pekah up, Paul. And the son of Remalia, king of Israel, went up towards Jerusalem to war against it, but could not prevail against it. Probably because he was spending too much time trying to figure out how to pronounce all those names and didn't have time to actually go into battle. He was spending too much time keeping his Pekah up, Paul. Pekah, Pekah. Pekah, Pekah. Pekah, Pekah. <laughs> the son of Remalia. And it was told the house of David, saying, shouldn't it be like, it was told to the house of David. <sighs> I'd like to buy a preposition. Can I buy a vowel? Anytime, Paul. Saying Syria is confederate with Ephraim and his heart was moved and the heart of his people as the trees of the wood are moved with the wind. How do you move someone's heart, like their emotions, like the rustling of trees? If your heart is waving like a leaf in the wind, again, seek medical advice because your chest is probably open for starters, which is not a good idea. I've seen kids' TV shows that make more sense than this. Oh, for sure. SpongeBob makes more sense than this. It might even teach you something wholesome. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Oh, my God. The next verse has the worst name in it. I can't wait to hear you say it. Let's go. <laughs> I think I've just seen what you're talking about. <laughs> then said the Lord unto Isaiah. Okay, so Isaiah's talking to himself now. Okay. Go forth now to meet Ahaz, thou and Shijashab. 
thy son. <laughs> Shir Jashup, is that how we're going to say this? Shir Jashup. Such a, a sexy masculine name, isn't uh, it? Oh, my God. Well, was it the sequel to the Queen album, Sheer Heart Attack? <laughs> Shir Jashup. <laughs> Thy son. That could be the name of our first album, Paul. Shit Jashub? Okay, okay. Shit Jashub. And their band name can be Pekka with our debut album, Shit Jashub. <laughs> That'll nail down the Christian market just fine. <laughs> At the end of the conduit of the upper pool in the highway of the Fuller's Field. <laughs> 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 so, so, hey, so hey, there's a conduit there's a conduit to a pool on a highway in a field there's too many things inside other things Paul. they don't fit okay I, I, I can get I can get conduit going to a pool because conduits ordinarily do carry water okay I can get that but the pool is in a highway in a field uh... <laughs> I'm on the highway to the field. What the actual fuck, man? All right, verse four. And say unto him, take heed. Who is he talking to? Under who? Is he still talking to himself? Because he mentioned he was talking to Isaiah earlier. Sounds like he's talking to Isaiah and then he wants Isaiah to say unto him. But who's him? I don't know. The dude with the pool on the highway in the field. Maybe it's Shir Jashub or maybe it's Ahaz. This is like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. (laughs) Isaiah. I was tripping on some LSD, okay? And he's like, pull on the highway in a field. Pull in a highway on a field. That's what he needs. Instead of saying amen at the end of each chapter, you should just say, Okay, I don't know what that means. I don't know much about the Beatles. You are a complete and utter infidel. I just don't like John Lennon. Yeah. Don't worry, I also don't like Yoko Ono. So Nobody okay. likes Yoko Ono. <laughs> Even Yoko Ono doesn't like Yoko Ono. No, at least we can agree on that. We used to agree on music. I remember us listening to stuff together and agreeing. Where did we diverge? No, I always remember you having these sort of classic rock tastes that I never really liked. Okay. You were just pretending to like my stuff because you wanted to be my friend. That's not true. We have a lot of things in common. We went to that Evanescence concert together. We did, we did. And we we would both totally do Amy Lee if we had the chance. Uh, I don't think I would. Really? No. Amy Lee doesn't do it for you? Not really, no. Wow. We are far more different than I thought we were, sister patients. Lights does it for me. I don't even know who Lights is. I sent you the picture of her in that bikini. Oh, yeah, her. Okay, yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay. Differences keep things interesting. (laughs) We don't have to like the same women, Paul. And I guess if you're not going to do Amy Lee, then that's fine. It means that I can. You know, I'll, I'll take one for the team there. Well, she also has to consent to you, Paul. I don't think it's going to happen. Hey, hey, the moment she meets me, she is going to be all over me. I can guarantee you that. I think you've got some toxic positivity going on there, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems these days there's toxic everything. Yes. What is toxic about positivity? Toxic positivity, where you just think you're always got a shot and always a right, it means that you can't read the room properly. It's a lack of empathy. Ah, but but that's not toxic. That's like being cocky or arrogant. That's different. Okay. Okay, I'm not toxically positive. I'm a dreamer. Ah, you might say I'm a dreamer, Paul. But I'm not the only one. Yeah, I don't want to keep singing that song. Okay. Because fuck John Lennon. Okay. What a motherfucker. Yeah. I fucking hate that guy. He made some good music. Mm, No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Gotta disagree with you, sorry. Okay. 
This is not our night. He was a boring collectivist who had really no great ideas about anything. Mm. I'm not happy that somebody killed him because I think murder's bad. Mm. But the fact that I didn't have to hear any more music from him, that was a good thing. Right. Yeah. You were really, really trying to make it hard for people to like you tonight, aren't you? Oh, that's all right. They either hate me or like me. Right, okay. I'd rather people like me for me. In the words of Kurt Cobain, I'd rather be hated for being who I am than to be loved for being someone I'm not. Yeah. And you better not say anything bad about Kurt Cobain right now. No, I like Kurt Cobain. Oh, there we go, we agree on something. <laughs> Let's stick with that. We both like Kurt Cobain. We're, we're besties once again. Let's move on. All right. Where, where the fuck are we even up to? Oh, that's right. We're on the highway to the upper pool. Okay. And say unto him, take heed and be quiet. Fear not, neither be faint-hearted. For the two tails of those smoking firebrands. Oh, what the fuck? For the fierce anger of resin with Syria and the son of Ramalia. Oh, that didn't say anything. Take heed, fear not, firebrands, anger, uh, because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Ramalia have taken evil counsel against thee, saying, let us go up against Judah and vex it. Oh, you don't want to be vexed. Ah, uh, don't vex things. Vex sounds very bad. And let us make a breach therein for us and set a king in the midst of it, yea, the son of Tabeel? 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 Is that like Tibble from Romeo and Juliet? He's just making names up now. <laughs> These are all names which I'm sure have not existed in any other form anywhere. Ahaz, Romalia, Resin. Has anybody else used these names at any time other than in, like, this book? No! Anyway... Continue to read. My day, thus saith the Lord God, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus risen. And within three score and five years shall Ephraim be broken, that it be not a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is Ramalia's son. And if ye will not believe, surely ye shall not be established. Okay, I'm cool with that. I don't care. <laughs> if not believing means I don't get caught up in all this gobbledygook, then yeah, fine. He's doing that whole, this is connected to that, connected to that, connected to that again. Ephraim's connected to Samaria. Samaria's connected, connected to, to the... Ramalia. Ramalia's connected, connected to, to the... Highway in the pool. <laughs> so hear the word of the Lord. Oh, <laughs> Moreover, the Lord spake again unto Ahaz... Oh, we're back on the Ahaz now. Okay, uh. saying, Ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God. Ask it either in the depths or in the heights above. Right. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, neither will I tempt the Lord. Mm. So pray, but don't pray. Ask God, but don't ask God. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's so confusing. God just asked him something and then he said, no, I'm not going to ask. I don't want to tempt God, but God can't be tempted because temptation... I just wish someone would say something plainly in the Bible once. Wouldn't that be good? God is perfect and therefore can't be tempted. Oh, sure. Whatever. All right, back over to you. 
And he said, Hear ye now, O house of David, it is a small thing in your pants. <laughs> mm. Joke. It is a small thing for you to weary men. With a small thing in your pants. <laughs> but will he weary my God also? Oh, absolutely. Go and fuck God with a small thing in your pants, please. Go show God what he gave you. Use it or lose it. Ah! Or just lose it. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. Wow, that came out of nowhere. And shall bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and to choose the good. What the fuck? Eating butter and honey gives you the ability to choose good over evil? What is he making, popcorn or something? Mmm, well, I'm going to go make myself a butter and honey sandwich. Yeah, it is pretty tasty isn't it? Mmm, honey. Neither of them are vegan, though, but I remember. I remember what they taste like, Paul. You remember? Oh, I do like a bit of butter. Well, hang on, there's vegan butter. Is there vegan honey? Not really. There's syrups. Syrups, yeah, okay, different syrups. You could do a vegan butter and agave yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I guess that. maple syrup or whatever is similar to honey, isn't it? Wouldn't be healthy, though, so mm. I probably wouldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, and it tastes good, so you also wouldn't do it. It tastes too good. Yeah. you got it, Paul. You know how I work. I don't eat things that taste that good. You don't do anything that's fun. Oh, I I want to though, Paul. Yeah. I'm just looking for the right person to do fun things with. Forget about sex. You need to meet someone who will convince you to eat something with flavour and have a... I wasn't talking about sex. Yeah, okay. I just want to have fun. Okay, well, let's go out and I'll give you some food with flavour. No, I don't want to eat food. You'll have to think of something more creative than that. Jesus. Let's do something fun and interesting. I've got an idea. Mm. Find me a woman that wants to take pictures of dead batteries on the side of the road at midnight and I'll have found someone I'm interested in. Okay, and I thought Isaiah had some weird kinks. <laughs> I want someone that wants to take pictures of garbage with me. Okay, if I find that girl, what I will do is I will drive along the street slowly and throw batteries out the window for you guys to, like, find. All right, and then we can turn it into an art project. Well, actually, that would work, you know. There are people who would buy that as totally being an art project. Well... It might turn out good. If you then take your photos and frame them, we can put them up in an art gallery. You know, and it'd be like, Sister Patience's dead battery display. Yeah, and it could be the cover for our album. Ooh, ooh, now we're getting somewhere. See, this is a bit like a Cinderella story, isn't it? If the shoe fits, that'll be the right lady. If the dead battery fits. I'm thinking now changing my total Tinder profile to just say I'm looking for a woman to take photos of dead batteries with me at midnight and just see how many swipe rights I get on that one. Paul, that's my idea. Don't steal my idea. No, 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 because if a girl responds, Mm. then I know I can introduce her to you. Oh, that'd be nice. See? Because you're not on Tinder on those things and nobody on Tinder likes me anyway. Oh, okay. So maybe I should set up a patience account and have that as the bio. Oh, please don't. Looking for a woman to go out with me at midnight and take photos of dead batteries. I don't mind you putting it on your profile, but don't set up a profile for me. I'm just trying to help you find this person. That's nice, that's nice. You just just asked me to help you find the person to take photos of dead batteries with you at midnight and when I give you a suggestion on how to do so, you're like, oh, no, no, don't do that for me. (laughs) You're like Isaiah. You're a conundrum. You're all over the fucking place. Uh... I don't know. Am I really? I think we've established that already in this conversation. Uh, Because I don't like Pearl Jam. No, because you like 
let's take photos of dead batteries. Find me a girl that'll do that, but don't find me a girl that'll do that. And next thing I know, you'll be saying you want to put those dead batteries in your mouth and... No, I don't want to do that. I just want to take photos of them. Okay. And other oddities on the ground. Okay. That are interesting. Ah, so just you want to take photos of things on the ground that really shouldn't be there. Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah. Ah. There's some interesting things on the ground sometimes. I remember once when I was walking down the street, there was this one stiletto just lying there. I was like, what happened to the other one? Mm. I wonder these because things. Because it's very hard to walk with just one stiletto, let's face it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm. You are an interesting one, Sister Patience. Oh, thanks, Paul. You are interesting. But I tell you what, okay, I'm not a woman, obviously, so I'm not your type. But one night, let, let's do that. I'll come pick you up and let's just go around Brisbane City taking photos of weird shit on the ground. I think I'd like that. I would do that. That actually does sound like fun. It is. It does sound really cool, doesn't it? Let's book a night to do that. We'll go through the city. All right, I'll do that with you. any unusual shit we see on the ground, we'll take photos of. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That'd be a good night. Okay. All right. We can record it as like a bonus episode of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sister Patience shows what a good night for her is. Actually, to, to make it more fun while we do it, can I be high? Sure, Paul. You can be high. I won't be driving, obviously, but yeah. Uh, we have our next date lined up, so that's wonderful, listeners. We will show you the results. <laughs> okay, now where the fuck are we in this book? 16. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken of both her kings. Uh-huh. Okay. Whatever. Whatever the child wants, I guess. <laughs> the Lord shall bring upon thee and upon thy people and upon thy father's house days that have not come from the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Assyria. What? He's just pulling days out of somewhere. It's like he's time traveling. He's taking time from one place and moving it to another place. God at his calendar. He's just shuffling days around. See, I always like to read the next verse to see if that informs the previous verse. Okay. okay. Verse 18, and it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall hiss for the fly that is in the <laughs> uttermost part of Egypt <laughs> and for the bee. Yeah, no, the next verse does not inform the previous verse. Bee that is in the land of Assyria. That doesn't help at all. Okay, there's flies and bees now. Where did they That's come crazy. from? Where did that they... doesn't make any sense at all. Ah! It gets better. And they shall come and shall rest all of them in the desolate valleys and in the holes of the rocks <laughs> and upon all thorns because that's what bugs do and upon all bushes. I'm kind of wishing right now that someone would put a lump of coal in my mouth because I think <laughs> that God was doing Isaiah a favour. That would be more entertaining than trying to figure this shit out. What the fuck? You know what's even funnier though? When Christians write choruses or songs of praise or whatever and they use some of this stuff from Isaiah, I've heard songs where they actually talk about the lump of coal and oh, really? the purifying fire yeah. Uh. And then it's talking about it like it's a fun thing or a wonderful thing. It's like, Jesus Christ, do you know what he did with that thing? Yeah. He took it in tongs and burned his fucking face off. This is what it sounds like to me. Hang on a second. Okay, so we've both been to Japan, right? Oh, yes. We've both lived there for years. And we're both familiar with Japanglish. 
Oh, I love English, Paul. You know where the Japanese people try to say an English phrase that sounds all profound and, and interesting. So this is what Isaiah reminds me of. Now, I've got a couple of photo albums here that I bought while I was in Japan. Of course. Did you get them at the Hakuen store? I got everything from the Hakuen store. But this is what Isaiah sounds like to me, okay? These are some random phrases from these photo albums that they've put on there to try to make them sound really interesting. Yeah. A pleasant trip can be filled with all sorts of encounters and enchantment. <laughs> and it shall come to pass that the day the Lord shall hiss for the fly that is in the uttermost part of Egypt and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. <laughs> Everything begins with a trip of some sort. There's something familiar on each street corner. It flows so well. In that same day shall the Lord shave with razor that is hired by them beyond the river by the king of Assyria, the head and the hair and the feet, and it shall consume the beard. Oh my God, it just flows straight on. You can't tell the difference. Trips are filled with dreams. Travel fills us with hope. These are not simply things that our trips give us. Rather, they are things that we must seek out and achieve on our own. And it shall come to pass <laughs> that in that day a man shall nourish a young cat I'm completely distracted from my Japan phrasing now. <laughs> what? Nourish a young cow? And two sheep. That's pretty clever. <laughs> <laughs> a young man is nourishing a cow and two sheep. Paul, we need to make a new game. We'll call it Isaiah or English. <laughs> And we'll just read out some carefully chosen passages well, that, and see if our guests can work out what it is. That went straight up. <laughs> we are always together jaunty steps. And it shall come to pass, for the abundance of milk, they shall give, he shall eat butter, for butter oh. and honey shall everyone eat that is left in the land. Look, you don't want to eat that shit every day. It's not good for you. Yeah. You get sick of it anyway. I'm sorry, vegans. Apparently we could eat milk and honey. God's not a vegan because he's a fucker. Alright, so anyway, Isaiah's words make less sense than Japanese people who don't speak English putting English phrases together for their photo albums. I'm just surprised how well it goes from one to the next. It's so smooth. The transition is seamless, Paul. You would not have known that it wasn't the same book. <laughs> In fact, Isaiah sounds just like English. He does, yeah. I think we need to make this game happen, Paul, for our next guest. We'll play Isaiah or English, and I'll set it up. Yeah. We'll pick some carefully selected passages, Isaiah or English. I like that. We are going to be having some fun with this, people. This is going to be great. <laughs> All right. All right, so verse 23. And it shall come to pass in that day, every place shall be, where there were a thousand vines at a thousand and silverlings, which shall be for briars and thorns. I didn't understand a single word of that. There's words there, but they don't make any sense. Again, he's putting words that ordinarily don't go together, like silverlings. And vines. What's the vines got to do with the silverling? And the briars and the thorns. Okay, I can get the vines, the briars and the thorns. They're kind of plant things. Yeah. But how do the silverlings come into that? What is a silverling? I have no idea. Let's have a look. Let's, let's Google silverling. Is it like a silver fox but isn't quite there yet? Silverling. Oh, it's a type of plant. Okay. Oh, okay. Also known as silver whitlow, gets his name from silky hairy stems. Sorry, hard-believing Christians. Those words do work together. Silverlings, vines, thorns, and briars are all parts of a plant. So that verse actually does have words connected that make sense together. <laughs> but how about the next verse? 
All right, verse 24. With arrows and with bows. Oh, back to that. Shall men come thither? Because all the land shall become briars and thorns. Now all the land's going to become briars and thorns. But what is it have to do with bows and arrows? I don't know. It's not like you can cut through briars and thorns with a bow and arrow. Oh, it's just insane. Oh, this is the last verse. All right, last verse. Come on! And all hills that shall be digged... With the mattock, there shall not come thither the fear of briars and thorns. Oh, what did they use a roundup or something? <laughs> the whole place was briars and thorns just before. Yeah, now they're all gone. He killed them with a bow and arrow, apparently. Yeah, that's what they call roundup back in, like, I don't know, 500 BC. There you go. For fear of briars and thorns. But it shall be for the sending forth of oxen and the treading of lesser cattle. Yeah. Lesser cattle? Maybe that's like the meat quality or something. Ah, not prime rib. Yeah, the oxen's a good quality beef and then there's like the rump from the skinny cow. I don't know. It's unprime rib. I stopped trying to make sense of this ages ago. How many times a week do you eat cow, Paul? Uh, once or twice maybe. Oh yeah? Moo. Now I should point out as well that these uh, photo albums I hitherto mentioned were ones from when I was a missionary in japan ah uh, show us some pictures paul are you looking good in your little suit so i'm actually looking at one actually this is one of my happy memories the Sapporo snow festival is what this album i happen to grab is oh it's photos of me at the yuki matsuri as they call it i highly recommend it if you ever go to japan in winter go to Sapporo. you will freeze but you'll enjoy the snow festival this must be towards the end of my time can you see that there's me in front of a japanese temple with a sign saying goodbye japan can you see that oh I can sort of see it. It's a bit blurry. Okay, this is one from earlier in, in my time. Let's see what this one is. Oh, my snow boots, the pink phone. Oh, the memories. I need to be a Mormon again. <laughs> no, you just need to Oh, no, there's the Japan. photo. Okay, there is the photo, if you can see that. That is 19-year-old skinny studly Paul. Oh, wow, Paul. Wearing Australian flag boxer shorts standing in the snow. That is when I was good. Look at that. Oh, what a man. Yeah. So virile. Oh, yeah. I was quite the stud muffin. If I could turn back to... I don't want to turn back time. I don't want to go back to that. <laughs> oh, no. But at least if I could have that body again, that would be nice. Well, you can, Paul. Well, not the same one, obviously. It's got to be a little bit different. You could get pretty close. You're just going to have to really get on top of starving yourself. You know, the sad irony is that Paul ate whatever the fuck he wanted and never put on weight. I used to live on junk food and never put on weight. Now I breathe next to a hamburger. Boom, 10 kilos. That's right. Yeah. You just need to eat every other day, Paul. Mmm, that could work. Yeah. Mm. I dare you to eat every other day. Okay. Which day should I eat? Just start with one day and then not the next. And on your days off, only have water. Okay. Well, this is Book of Boredom and Sister Patience Weight Loss Guide. We hope you've enjoyed it this evening as we have travelled through so many topics. We've done well tonight, actually. Considering <laughs> the subject, you know, we've, we've discussed music, we've discussed philosophy, we've discussed English, we've discussed Japan, discussed food, we've discussed unusual dates. The show is always a surprise.
surprise. We never know where we're going to end up when we start these and we just go off on these tangents. I feel we ended up okay given the subject matter tonight. I think we've done all right. We've been entertaining. We've made some funny jokes along the way. We've thrown out some amazing life hacks for everybody home. Yeah, like taking photos on the side of the road at midnight. I was going to say, yes, anybody who's interested in like an unusual date idea for the next time they go out on a date, there's your idea there. Mm -hmm. And anybody who wants to write a book, you can basically just get random English words and phrases and stick them together and be called a prophet. And here's a challenge for anyone that's interested. If you've taken some funny photos at midnight on the ground of garbage or anything at all, why don't you just post them on the Book of Boredom group? Tell us your story. Mm. Make our day interesting, for fuck's sake, because sometimes there's just not enough Mormon memes to post. And I'm going to spend the rest of my week recording myself singing Pearl Jam songs to send to sister patients. Oh, Paul. You can't make me listen to them, though. Even if it's me? Oh, I might. There's a lot of things I'd do for you, Paul, but I'm not sure I'd do that. So you would do anything for love, but you won't do that. That's right. I would rather listen to Meatloaf than Pearl Jam. Interesting trivia. Do you know that song that that he's referring to is butt stuff? Oh. <laughs> he will do anything for love, but he won't do butt stuff. I don't know if that's really true. True story. Look it up. Why would he be singing tears and stuff? I don't uh, get it. I would do anything for love. Ah! But I oh, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on that note, Sister Patience, should we wrap it up this evening? We've done pretty well under the yeah. circumstances. Hopefully we'll have a guest next week. I hope so. With technology that works next week. <laughs> yes. And for everyone at home, thank you, as always, for listening. Go to our Patreon and give us money because tonight we have shown you that we are a highly professional podcast that deserves payment. Oh, we're so professional. Thank you to, uh, are we eight or nine Patreons now? Uh, it actually went backwards because somebody's payment method bounced <sighs> went down to eight come back please i hope we didn't offend you please come back i don't think it was because of that all right and everybody else if you're not on patreon yet why not we're worth it <laughs> and as always sister patience despite our musical differences i respect you life without you is like a broken pencil <laughs> okay pointless <laughs> Thanks for setting off the beginning of my week with a bang. Hey, I've just noticed the top you're wearing. You're wearing like a mesh thing or something there. Yeah, it's a dress. You're showing off some shoulder porn. That's far too many shoulders there, sister. <laughs> oh, you evil temptress. I'm wearing a little black dress. Well, sort of. It hugs you well. Oh, thank you. But it's sleeveless and you got the mesh things over your shoulders, so it's definitely not Mormon standard. No, I had a cardigan on earlier, nah. but I got too hot just talking to you because of your magnetism. Oh, that's it, that's it. All right, well, you're not going to get into a church dance wearing that outfit, and if they would take a photo of you, they would Photoshop in sleeves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shoulder porn patience, everyone. <laughs> and on that note, because I know the thought of her shoulders is just turning on all of our listeners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, work it, sister. Oh, there it goes. If only this was a visual podcast. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. And we will talk again soon. All of our listeners, we will see you in a week. And in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Keep your shoulders covered. <laughs> yes. <laughs>